Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, some interesting email. I want to get. Uh, I want to uh, to touch on these first before uh, we get to our next uh, next guest. Frank writes, uh, "You and Danielle uh, have hit on something invigorating here at doing this dual broadcast. What better way to tune into uh, the vibe of a nation?" Um, goes on to say, "However, we Canadians can easily get caught hibernating in the snow when it comes to what the regular goings on is in the." minds of all provinces. Let this day be an advent for another accelerator of Canadian union of thought togetherness. Uh, kudos. Now, the opposite, and I believe, uh, and I didn't realize this, but one of the callers that called in was actually from Alberta. So we're getting calls from both El- Hamilton and Calgary into our phone system. And then uh, I believe I have an email from uh, somebody who is out west. Uh, and Kathy writes... Yeah, this is this is a uh, this is a Western uh, email. Enjoyed hearing your part on the Danielle Smith show today. I am a true blue Albertan and would vote for separation in an instant. You said what pro- uh, you said what proved we need to go in that T.O. thinks as itself as the center of the earth and the rest of the country does not matter or is incon- uh, inconsequential. I am tired of being the beaten wife in this dysfunctional family. We always encourage beaten women to leave it in the past and we should have instigated this back in the 1980s. This country is too big in landmass to be governed properly. Uh, check into Wexit, Alberta. There you go. So so um, a, a, a voice from the West right there. And I don't think Ontarians or those in the rest of the country realize, number one, what they're talking about or how important it is to them. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll try to do those uh, interprovincial broadcasts again. All right, let's move on. Uh, tonight is the French debate for the Canadian election. Uh, there's uh, an English language debate coming up next week. And then the... Uh, a French equivalent of that right after. This is the TVA debate. Uh, to talk more about all of this, Dwayne Brad is with us, political science professor and chair in the Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies, Mount Royal University in Alberta, of all places. We're going back. Dwayne is with us now. Dwayne, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Is this the all Alberta show you're I, doing I think, today? I think it is. We're doing an Alberta theme show today, and you're the second star. Thanks for joining us. There we go. So uh, getting into these debates, how... Uh, there was lots of chatter that uh, the Prime Minister, uh, the Monk debate was cancelled. He didn't participate in the first televised deba- uh, debate with McLean's. Uh, only the official Canadian and French version of that debate and then this TV uh, or TVA debate in, in Quebec. Uh, what's the significance of this, especially with uh, the fact that Elizabeth May will not be at this debate? And neither will Maxime Bernier, yeah. which surprised me, given the support that TVA has, um, especially outside of Montreal. And Bernier could very well win his uh, his seat in both. Um, it, Trudeau is interesting here because when he pulled out of the McLean's um, debate and then he pulled out of the Monk debate, he said he was only going to do the official um, consortium debates, one in English, one in French. And then he added this one. 
and I think that shows how important uh, Quebec is to the electoral fortunes of, of the Liberal Party this time. Uh, absolutely. I uh, totally agree with that. But it, to me, it seems odd that Elizabeth May is not in this debate, especially when climate change is such a central pillar oh, in the prime minister's it's... campaign. And his main his main opponent on this, who we should be going toe to toe with, isn't even there. Yeah, and that's why it surprises me that this is limited to four. So the other new person on here is Yves-Francois Blanchard uh, from the Bloc Québécois. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, we could very well see a resurgence of, of the Bloc in, in this election. Um, so Sheer is there, Trudeau is there, Singh is there, Blanchard's there, but no May, even though the Greens are polling not bad in, in the province of, uh, of Quebec, they're just below the NDP, um, and they could win a seat or two. And, of course, uh, the People's Party um, in, in the backyard of uh, Maxime Bernier. So it's four people, um, and we'll, we'll see. Quebec is going to be a major battleground. The Liberals have to pick up uh, seats in Quebec if they want to uh, stay in government. How is this viewed by the rest of the country, though? I mean, how credible is this debate when he said he's not, as you said, he's not, he's, he's only doing the official debates and then does one more uh, I don't think anyone Quebec. outside of Quebec is going to be watching the debate tonight mm-hmm. unless there is a serious misstep that gets played out virally uh, the next day or so. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of seats at play in Quebec, and it's a battleground province, uh, just as uh, Ontario is a battleground. So Alberta, um, I mean, we're going almost all conservative, so mm-hmm. it's not really an interesting place. Uh, but Quebec, with the drop in support of the NDP, there's a lot of seats at play there. So the you don't will probably win most of the island of Montreal, but the rest of the province could be a fight between the Conservatives, the Liberals, the Bloc, and the odd spoiler of uh, the NDP and the Greens. Does this debate hold credibility because of the lack of participants? I mean, we still will see the Prime Minister I mean, on display. It's the first time we're going to see Sheer and Trudeau go head-to-head. Yeah. Uh, so I think that is... Uh, significant. And the big players are there. So yes, Elizabeth May isn't there, and, and, and the Greens might win a seat or two in, in Quebec. Yes, Bernier isn't there, and the People's Party might win a seat or two in Quebec, but the big players are there. So you don't think many Canadians outside of the French community are interested in this in any way, especially just watching how the Prime Minister handles himself with yeah, this debate? Yeah, based on previous French language debates, the, the ratings aren't particularly strong outside of the uh, the province of Quebec. Even though there's there's a large Francophone population in, in New Brunswick, there's a, a large Francophone population uh, on um, the eastern side of Ontario, um, they're really, they, we can call it the French language debate. This is the Quebec debate. Hmm. Um, uh, do you think more, more voters, more Canadians, whether it's this debate or, or even the other two, do you think more Canadians are interested in these debates considering what's been happening leading up to this point? I, I think so. I mean, there's been a number of different issues that have propped up over the, uh, the, the, the course of the campaign. Um, obviously, Trudeau's blackface uh, scandal being a, a major element of that, as well as the SNC-Lavalin. It'll be interesting to see if Scheer really goes after Trudeau on SNC-Lavalin, given that there's a lot of support for what Trudeau did. Yeah. 
for um, uh, SNZ-Lavalin in the province of Quebec. So I want to see how Scheer handles that in the backyard. Especially I mean, when it, he's calling for an inquiry into this. Yeah, and, and to be fair for Scheer, he walked, he went into Papineau, you know, yep. uh, Trudeau's Montreal riding, and that's when he announced the public inquiry. Um, does he repeat that? Does he go strong on that? Conversely, the issue of climate change is the highest in the province of Quebec. You had Greta Thornburg there uh, last week, uh, a massive climate march. How much does climate change play a role? And that's why I'm how surprised. Does, how even does Andrew Shear handle that. And that's why I'm surprised. Even though uh, the, the Greens only gained, only have a chance at so many seats here, and it's minimal yeah. at best. That's why I'm surprised. Considering Quebec is such a climate change province, such a environmentally aware province, so they say that that Elizabeth May is not participating in this debate. She should yeah. be there simply because of the issue, not because of where she stands in as far as seat count and such. Yeah, and and that's that's fair fair comment, and uh, you'll have to ask the people at TVA uh, yeah. why uh, she did not get the invite. Maybe they just felt that her French language skills weren't strong enough. If that's the case, um, why isn't Bernier there? Especially since yeah. uh, Bernier is on the very strong skeptical, if not the hoax side of climate change. Uh, do they want to hear that that voice? Is that why he's being excluded? Uh, will Canadians be concerned if the Prime Minister is selling one message in Quebec and another outside of Quebec? You mean the old-style Canadian politics? <laughs> you know, where you say one thing... I forgot French, I had Alberta on the line again. Yeah, one thing in French and one in English. Exactly. We don't do that as much as we used to because it's too difficult with, with social media to be able to, to get away with that. But it's clear that there's targeted messages um, that go across. So is Sheer really going to emphasize the importance of repealing Bill C-69, Bill C-48, um, scrapping the carbon tax, building Trans Mountain Pipeline? Uh, is that what his focus is going to be in Quebec when that was the focus of his rally last week in Edmonton? So if he gets support for SNC-Lavalin in Quebec as opposed to the opposite, uh, what about blackface? How does that play, especially in a province that has just banned uh, uh, religious symbols? Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting question. I, you know, the, the, uh, it did not resonate as much in Quebec as it did in the, in the rest of the country. Um, I think due in part to the, the cultural aspects that led to, to Bill 21. How much does Bill 21 play into tonight's debate? Yep. I think it's been very disappointing that all of the federal leaders so far um, have come out and, with the exception of the bloc, have come out and condemned Bill 21 and then said, and we'll do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So does the Prime Minister have a free pass with this debate? No. No, as I said, this is his first um, um, foray in there. Uh, how much is he going to be on the defensive? Um, we'll, we'll have to see. He's going to be attacked from different angles, depending on whether it's saying Blanchard or... Um, or Scheer. The other thing that Trudeau has an advantage over Scheer is he's going to be speaking in French, and uh, a language he yep. grew up with, mm-hmm. as opposed to Scheer, who had to learn it as an adult. Hmm. What about the NDP and Jagmeet Singh? Uh, we obviously know his position on Bill 21 and, and all of that. How does he fit into this? So this has been the, the challenge for, for Singh uh, and the NDP, because... 
And they made this big breakthrough uh, that Jack Layton did in 2011. Uh, and that, that surge in seats for the NDP in 2011 is what propelled uh, Layton to official opposition status. 2015, they lost some of those, but they held on to a core. Right now, the belief is that almost all of those NDP seats are in grave jeopardy. And there is Jagmeet Singh, who could not be a kindergarten teacher in Quebec, wearing a turban. Yeah. And so how much does he go on the offensive about that? He, he had a, what I thought was a brilliant ad in French in Quebec, where he was seen without his turban mm-hmm. and talking about the importance of identity. Mm-hmm. That has, and I thought that was a brilliant move, but it hasn't really resonated in the, in the province. What about his reaction to the blackface issue? Uh, he also seemed to gain points there. Although oh, absolutely. Not, yeah. I thought his really was the, uh, the star turn, and it wasn't political calculations. It was straight from the heart, yeah. and he, he was speaking to, to kids and to yeah. adults who were bullied as kids. And, uh, but then he makes mistakes on, on, on uh, policy where he says that provinces have um, vetoes over federal jurisdiction when it comes to infrastructure projects like pipelines. That may sell well in Quebec, um, but again, he's in danger if he goes too far down that road. How does that affect his support in the rest of the uh, country? What about the bloc? We started to see uh, uh, Quebec seeing a bit of a resurgence there. Um, your your thoughts going forward? Yeah, I mean, the bloc remains a wild card. This was supposed to be a temporary movement that was created in 1990, so 30 years ago, um, it, to, to deal with separatism. They have gotten away from that separatism. Now it's all about you know protecting Quebec's interests and they they almost lost official party status back in 2011. They went down to, to four seats. Um, then in 2015, their vote total actually dropped even more, but they increased their seats. Uh, they remain a, a wild card here, and there's a lot of three-party races outside of Montreal um, where the bloc is in, could uh, very well prevail. Uh, what what about the liberal strategy in regard to the bloc? Uh, obviously, with their rise, does that show, is that because of fragmentation? They, they have, there's always going to be a core constituency for the bloc. And what they benefited from in 2015 was vote splits. And they could very well benefit from that again with uh, liberals versus conservatives versus the bloc. Just as in 2015, they benefited from liberal versus NDP versus uh, bloc. But the key is for Scheer. Scheer has to win seats in Quebec uh, if he wants to form government. And winning four or five is insufficient. He's got to have, you know, uh, 12 to 20. And can he penetrate that? How does he impress in that room? I think, you know, when I talked about the language skills, Stephen Harper got a lot of credit for someone who acquired uh, French language Mm -hmm. as an adult, who frequently began his speeches, not just in Quebec, but right across the country in French. And he was given a lot of credence um, in the Francophone community for his efforts. Um, Shears French isn't bad. I mean, that's one of the reasons he became a speaker. He has worked at it. Does he get that same benefit of the doubt? But where he is going to be hit is around the issue of climate. And 
again, considering the dynamic in that room, how much of that pressure will be put on him for that, considering May is not there? I mean, this is is Trudeau's win on the climate issue, is it not? Well, uh, I mean, Singh obviously wants to go even further uh, by getting rid of, of pipelines. The liberal approach has been this grand bargain of a carbon tax in exchange for, for pipelines. The bloc's position is, well, they support efforts on climate. They should believe it's, it's uh, provincial jurisdiction. So each of them is going to come at climate in a different way. But, all, but the NDP, the bloc, and the liberals all support stronger efforts on climate. And, and we'll have to see how sheer handles that. What do you think we'll be talking about afterwards? Again, I'm not sure we really will be talking about this debate. It'll be crickets. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think our focus is going to be Monday night uh, and the, the English yeah. language debate. So uh, that being said, uh, I'm surprised more Canadians won't be interested in this debate and aren't simply because it's the French debate. Consider well, again, considering the scandal, the SNC, uh, the Jody Wilson-Raybould, the yeah, uh, the, the blackface scandal. I agree scandal. with you, um, but we'll have to see just how. And, and there's over 80 seats at play in the province of Quebec, so this is a big player uh, in the election. But how many are going to spend two hours? Do they even have the linguistic skills yeah. to follow along for two hours? Are they going to watch it with subtitles? Sure, you know that's that's stuff to do as well. So I don't. Well, it may be very important regionally and could have a very big impact on the election. I'm not sure how many Canadians are going to follow it unless something big happens tonight. Uh, the polls, everything uh, pretty much neck and neck within margins of error, depending upon who you ask, what region of the country you're in, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it seems that things have calmed down right now as we're sort of at the halfway point. Do you think the debate will 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 uh, catapult this into uh, the court of public opinion and in the next week we'll start really hunkering down on this. I would watch Thanksgiving weekend. You know, when pe- when family and friends are sitting around I've had I've had various political science uh, scientists say that that there is something about that Thanksgiving weekend when everybody gathers in the family and chats. Yeah, and, Talk and about the significance of, of that. Well, think the the election is the following Monday, right? So you've got You've got the entire campaign. All the debates have been done. The platforms have been released. The ads have been out. We've seen the up and downs of the campaign. And then you get a group of people sitting around, some who may be together all the time, Mm. like immediate family, but others more extended family. And do they do they argue? Is there a consensus? Do they look to the one, you know, sort of political expert in the room to explain how they should vote? Uh, There's all sorts of dynamics, and ultimately, we spent a lot of time talking about the air war and the ground war and social media. That face-to-face human contact makes a difference, and that's what we see as people are passing the gravy. Dwayne Bratt has been with us, political science professor and chair in the Department of Economics, Justice, and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University in Alberta. Dwayne, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Okay, you're welcome. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.